The kingdom principle that works in life is honor. Learning how to honor authority. And God will move and speak through authority that he's established over you when you honor that authority. Welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Jason Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. Let's pray and get right into it. Father God, I thank you and praise you for this time. Open up our hearts to receive your word. Your word is manna, and it is practical. It's bread of life. Your word is also seed planted deep in the good soil of our hearts and produces life in us and changes us and grows us. Holy Spirit, be our teacher. Teach us what we need to know. Prepare us for what is coming in our lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. amen. You can be seated. If you're watching, we welcome you online. Don't forget about our YouTube Bible study that we do. Go to YouTube, type in Daily Bible Study. It's me and my brother. We share a morning scripture. We do a prayer over you. It's about 12 minutes long. It's every day, all the way through Saturday. Pastor Kelly and Holly do the Saturday one. You're going to love that. And it keeps us in the Word every single day. Today, I want to talk to you about honor. Say honor. We're in an honor famine in our country. And the world's lies about dishonoring authority and disrespecting people tearing people down. This kind of behavior, this is not a kingdom principle. The kingdom principle that works in life is honor. Learning how to honor authority. And God will move and speak through authority that he's established over you when you honor that authority. Mark chapter 6 and verse 2 says it this way. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many, hearing him, were astonished, saying, now him is talking about Jesus, they were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And, when that, and what, what is this wisdom which is given to him? So they were hearing wisdom come out of his mouth. And, and that such mighty works are performed by his hands. They were startled by the miracles they were seeing. Isn't this the carpenter, they said? The son of Mary? Brother of James, and the name's off his brother. Not, aren't his sisters? Isn't this just like a normal guy? Didn't he just grow up here? He was in his own hometown, Jesus was. He's the Messiah, and yet he's, he's, he's struggling because the people are having a hard time receiving him. And it says this, so they were offended at him. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people. And they were healed. They were missing out on the power and the word of God, not because Jesus didn't go there, but because of how they saw him. It was the dishonor. Jesus attributes the, the power of God or the movement of God through him is going to be pulled from a place of honor. And we want God to move in a greater way in our lives, in a greater way in the nation, and we want God to speak to us more clearly. He's saying to us today, it happens when we honor. And through that honor, what were they dishonoring? They were dishonoring the man that stood before them. The man of God had come to their town. And they saw him as common. And it wasn't that they didn't believe God could move or God could heal or God could talk. They just didn't believe that God could move, heal, or talk through that person. And in America, we have a, 
a famine in our world. The world teaches us to tear down authority, attack and slander authority, to expose each other, to disrespect. But how many know sometimes a fellow just needs a little R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> needs a little respect. And so if they would have stopped and honored him, they would have gotten a different result in their life. And so often I think that we miss out on what God's trying to do because when I honor authority, he was the prophet, when I honor authority, I'm inviting God to move and to speak through that authority and into my life. I, I know uh, Pastor Hage comes here once a year. How many know who Pastor Hage is? Come on, Steve Hage. So, you know, when you get Hage here, he comes here once a year and speaks, and maybe some of you haven't seen him, but I'll tell you what, it's a lot. Hage comes from the street. And he will give it to you plain and simple, and he will hit you with a, a sledgehammer. And he is a lot of clay and a lot of treasure. Somebody say amen. There's treasure in that jar of clay, but he come from the street. And so he speak in that language, and he just hit you. But I'll tell you what, I had breakfast with the guy, and, and you guys have never even seen the full hage. <laughs> I get the full hage sometimes, and it's a lot. That's a lot of clay. And we'll have breakfast together, and he's, you know, we're what, what we call shooting the bull, right? He's, we're talking about the eggs, and we're talking about our wives, and we're just having a chat about, like, working out. And he's, he's a regular guy. We all know that. But here's one thing I don't do, is I don't make him common in my mind. I don't make him regular in my mind. As I sit there, and I'm just chatting with him, and I'm friendly, and just myself, I'm also holding that position of esteem because I'm inviting God to move and speak through him in any moment. And I'm honoring him. I'm willing to serve, willing to sit back and let God move. And when you know it, as I sit there and I expect God to speak through that, and I expect God to move through him, he does. And he'll be just talking and chatting, and all of a sudden, here comes something. He doesn't even know sometimes that he's directing, he's moving, and God is speaking through him into my life and into my family. And it comes through the conduit of honor, refusing to see him as regular or common. Twenty years ago, God brought him into my life and placed me under this man. There are people that I am under that I honor with a great deal of honor, a great deal of esteem. And there isn't anybody in this room that God can't move through or speak through. None of you are common. But when we see each other as common, we see God as common because we are made in the likeness and image of God. And so it stops God from moving. We wonder why oh, all these miracles are happening in Africa. Why, how come not in America? What is it about America that doesn't see the move of God? It's because there's no honor among authority anymore. The things that we say and the things that we do do not participate in the hatred and the dishonor of this nation. It may be happening around you, but you don't have to let it in your home. You don't have to let it in your family because I don't know about you, but as for me in my house, I want to see God move and I want to hear God. God speak. And God speaks and moves through people. It's always been the same. It's always been the same that God speaks and moves through people. He speaks and moves through clay, regular people. But when we look at people as regular and common and we tear them down in our minds and we speak negative about the people around us and about the people in authority over us. We, we speak against the boss, and we speak against our parents, and we speak against our in-laws. This is the world system. Don't let it into your mind. Don't let it into your heart. Don't let it out of your mouth. 
because it's better for us to speak good about each other, to esteem others as above yourself, to value others in position of authority, especially those who are in authority above you, your boss, your parents, your brothers and sisters. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap right now. There was a Roman centurion in Matthew chapter 8. We remember his words. He came to Jesus and he said, listen, my servant is sick. And Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. And the man said, this is what he said. Listen to how he says it too. Lord, say Lord. Lord. Immediately he puts himself underneath like you're in charge. Lord, that title matters. I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. He's about to get a different result than the people in Jesus' own hometown. And the different result comes from the different kind of honor. And Jesus would recognize this understanding of honor and authority as great faith. Say great faith. So he's going to get a different result because Jesus would say this. He said, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof. Just speak the word and my servant will be healed. Well, Jesus says, may it be unto you as you have believed. And wouldn't you know it, his servant was healed from that very hour. We want to see God move in a greater way. One of the things that might be helping us is to begin to have a greater sense of honor in our life, a greater sense of esteem and value for the people around us. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 17 says it this way, honor all, say all, honor all people, love the brotherhood. Why? Because look around, there's people in here with the spirit of God on the inside of them. Somebody say amen. They got Jesus on the inside of them. And so it's not good for us to have dishonor for others. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the... Oh, it got real quiet on that one, didn't it? Honor the... Now, he's talking about a ruler of a kingdom, a ruler of a people. A king could be the supervisor at the subway. It could be the, the guy who's working at the restaurant. The, the king could be the owner of a certain company. I was at a gym the other day working out. I was doing the treadmill, right? I was, and a, a man comes over. I was not, see, in the, in the kingdom of the gym, I'm not a king. So there I am on the treadmill doing my thing, but along comes one of the rulers of the kingdom of the gym. You know how I know he's a ruler? He had the shirt on and the little name tag, and that was, he was a ruler. And if I dishonor this person, right, he says to me, he goes, sir, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) How do you do a treadmill wrong? That's when you know you have a problem, (laughs) if you can't do a treadmill. Come on, somebody. So (laughs) he says, sir, you're doing it wrong. So I had to listen to him, explain to me what I was doing wrong. Now, I could dishonor him. I could look over at my wife and be like, right, this is what we do. Do you remember that? Like, that's that's the, the prequel to any kind of dishonor about to come out of your mouth, right? Like a teenager and the parent comes over and is like, well, let me tell you what to do. And you're like, Those are, in the 80s, we invented the, Ch. and that's what they did to Jesus when he came to the town. They were like, Ch. and this is what I had, this gym, this guy, he came to me and he, and he so he, but you know what? Instead of dishonoring him, I honored him. Why? Because he knows more about working out in the treadmill than I do. I'm in his kingdom right now. And I don't know that God didn't send him over there to save pastor from some kind of injury on that machine. I don't know. So why dishonor people when honor is going to get us a better result in our lives? You never know when God can move through somebody else to talk to you. And you'll know when God's talking. Not everything everybody says is from God. Somebody say amen. But you'll know. The Bible says that Elizabeth, when when she heard Mary approaching, and she was pregnant with John the Baptist, and Mary was pregnant with Jesus, she said, when I heard your voice, the baby within me leapt within my womb. In other words, John the Baptist, who had the Spirit of God in him since the moment he was conceived, the Bible says that he leapt when he heard the Word of God. 
right? Jesus was approaching the Word of God. The Spirit within you will leap in you when it's God's Word, and you'll know. You'll know when Steve Hage is saying the Word of God. You'll know when somebody's speaking something that God is trying to say to you. But listen to what Peter says. He says, honor the king. Now, the king in that day was King Herod. It might have been hard for Peter to say, honor the king. But he had to speak what God was trying to tell him to say. Because in our society today, we look at political leaders and we dishonor them with our hearts, with our minds, with our souls. But, but we are to honor with our soul, this is what Paul said, to honor with our soul the governmental authorities. That's a difficult thing to do. But listen to what it does. When you honor in your own household around the dinner table, you teach your children to honor, you show your spouse that you're a position and a person of honor, you operate in the kingdom of principle. And when you teach your children to dishonor at that dinner table, just like the world does, don't be surprised when the day comes they stop listening to you. Don't be surprised when they start dishonoring their teachers and dishonoring authority. And it bothers you that they're doing it, but you you bred it because you allowed the world into your household. I'm saying to you today, maybe it's been there, but starting tomorrow, no more. Let's have honor in our homes and honor everywhere we go. Why not invite God to invade the person who's in authority above you? When you honor, that's what you're doing, is you're asking God to speak and to move through that authority. And so you might say, well, pastor, what about godless authority? You know, it's all evil authority. What about, what do I do with that wicked authority? My boss is a godless woman. My boss is a godless man. Or my, my father and my mother-in-law, she's crazy and she doesn't know the Lord. Or, and so what do I do with godless authority? Well, the Bible shows us time and again that the heroes honored even the godless authority in their life and that God would move. When Daniel was down in a lion's den, and I talked about this briefly last week, when the king showed up to open up the lion's den just to see if he was still alive, remember the king threw him in there with a death penalty, opened it up to see if Daniel was still alive. Daniel, are you still alive down there? First words out of Daniel's mouth, O king, may you live forever. I'll tell you what, if some man threw me down in the lion's den, that would not be the first words out of my mouth. (laughs) But he was honoring. And then the king began to prophesy with the word of God. He prophesied holy scripture. He was a godless man, but God moved through him. Why? Because when you honor authority, it causes God to be be able to speak and invade that life and move through that life. And Daniel was promoted and God became the king of all Babylon. Here's a story. Moses, right? Moses stands on the mountaintop with God. He's Moses. He's led the people out of Israel. He's out of Egypt. He's parted the Red Sea. He's seen 10 plagues happen. He has seen water come out of a rock. This is Moses now. He talked to God face to face for 80 days on the mountain. And along comes his father-in-law. Now his father-in-law has Moses' family. And, and why does why he have Moses' family? Because Moses had gotten so busy with the ministry and with all these people that he was serving that he had said to his wife and kids, you better just go back with your dad because I'm too busy for you. And so the wife and kids went back to Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, in Midian. Jethro was the priest of Midian. That means he's the priest of a false god. He's a godless man. Here he comes back with Moses' family because Jethro, when he got Moses' family, he was like, oh, heck no, Moses. <laughs> you ain't giving me your family. You ain't bringing them back. And so Moses fell at his feet when he saw Jethro approaching. He fell at his father-in-law's feet, began to kiss his feet. He had humility and honor because he understood the principle of honoring. 
And Jethro would speak to Moses. He said, let me, let me see what you do all day tomorrow. So he followed Moses around all day. And then after the end of the day, Jethro goes, listen, this is not how you run a country. And God would speak through Jethro to Moses on the plan that God had for how to run a nation through delegation, through appointed leadership. That's an interesting thought. Moses would do it. Because why when God was on the mountain with Moses and giving them 613 different ways to live their life by and God's talking to Moses? Why wouldn't God say, and also, by the way, let me show you how to run a nation. Let me teach you how to do this. But he didn't. God chose to speak that through Moses' father-in-law. And I want you to see that Moses could have easily said, listen, Jethro, I talk to God face to face. I'm not going to listen to you give me advice on how to run my nation. God would tell me that. But instead, he humbled himself and he let his father-in-law speak and change his world. Listen, sometimes God will mute his voice in your ear and speak to authority on your behalf for you to see if you'll honor and listen to him through another man's voice, through another woman's voice. Don't become so high and mighty in your relationship with God that you think you're the only one that can hear from God or the only one God can move through. But instead, recognize this simple truth. God can speak and move through any man, godless or otherwise. He's God. My, my parents uh, had already started the church, and uh, my, my mom's dad came to stay with us. And this was interesting. My, my parents understand this principle of honor. They honored my mom's dad. Grandpa Fiore was his name to me. Grandpa Fiore was a fabulous grandpa to me, and he's gone on to be with the Lord. And he did receive the Lord at the very end of his life before he died. And so I look forward to seeing my Grandpa Fiore. But, you know, for my mom, he really wasn't there for her. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful, dishonoring way. If he were here, he would tell you the same, that he abused her and then he abandoned her. And, and my mom was raised by her grandmother. But he came back into the, our world and had kind of straightened up his life and was trying harder. And, and, uh, and there he was staying at our house, and my parents honored him. They could have been mad at him. They could have said mean things to him. They could have told him, you'll never step foot in this house. But they honored him. And he was at the house, and he saw a picture of me with my girlfriend at the time. I was 15 years old, and he looked at that photo just for one second, and he said, who's this girl? <laughs> my parents told him that they had been trying to get me out of this relationship with this girl. They, we were bad news for each other, me and this girl. At the age of 15, we were headed towards a train wreck. Let me give you a fact. We were bad for each other. And... Uh, and so, so my parents said to him, we've been trying to get him away from that girl, but we can't do it. We've tried everything. We've grounded him from, and they had. They had grounded me from everything. I was forbidden to see her. I had to be break up. My dad's very intent. My dad's a very good disciplinary too. But we were just too deceptive. We were too good. We found ways around it. I would sneak over to her house during school hours and stuff, and then we would call each other on the phone, and it was bad. And my grandpa, this unbelieving man, he said, well, I'll tell you how to get him to break up. My parents had fasted, they had prayed, they had tried everything. But Grandpa Fiore gave him a plan. Within two days, we were broken up forever. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Grandpa Fiore knew how to get it done. What was the key? Honor 
You know, it says this, Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 33, and before honor is humility. You have to humble yourself sometimes. My dad could have looked at Grandpa Fiore and said, you're going to give me advice on how to run a family? Are you joking? He could, my dad could have looked at my Grandpa Fiore and went, <laughs> But he understood this principle. You honor the fathers, you honor the mothers, you honor the boss, you honor the leaders, you honor the king. You honor in your life. You honor the man and woman of God in your life. You honor your brothers and your sisters. It's better to esteem them, to value them, to speak right about them, to be willing to serve them. It'll matter in your life because you never know when Grandpa Fiore is going to come along and save your child's life because God is going to speak and move through him. Come on, somebody. give the I'm here today. <laughs> My wife and I were driving down the road, and, and uh, we were just having a great conversation. She said to me, I got these memory pills at Sprouts. They're like a healthy memory pill. And I was like, no way. I was kind of interested in it because who doesn't want a better memory? So I was like, yeah, what's in it? And we're talking. We're having this great. And then suddenly Logan, my 13-year-old, he jumps, 14, right? You're almost 14. He jumps into the conversation, and, he, and he, he's talking about something that happened at school. So we get kind of sidetracked for a second. And then... His conversation's over, and my wife looks over at me from the, and she goes, what were we just talking about? <laughs> and then I looked at her, and I was like, I'm like, in my mind, I was like, I don't know. It was really interesting. What, you know how you have like that thing, you were like, I really want to finish that conversation, but what was it? It was, it was minutes later that we just started laughing because we had forgotten it was about the memory pills. Apparently, we need to be on them already. <laughs> And sometimes in a marriage, we see each other's in the, the weaknesses. We see each other, you know, uh, in, the, in our underwear. We, we, in a, we see our, each other's clay, our humanity. We see each other make mistakes. And it's so easy as a spouse to, to begin to complain like the world does, whether they're lazy or, or she's so naggy and all the things that the world says. But it's better for us, like the Bible teaches us, to honor one another, even through the familiarity of knowing each other in a very detailed way, to give honor where honor is due. That's a principle of the kingdom of God. Because sometimes, I'll tell you what, I need a miracle from this woman of God. I need her to speak the word of God and wisdom be on her tongue. I want to listen to God speak through her, and I want to see God move through her. And I have to learn how to shift out of the idea that she's just regular and common or something and making her common in that way, but instead to honor and esteem every word that comes out of her mouth and to give her what's due her. How many know that it's important in our marriages to honor one another. And if we can get over the hump of honoring our spouse, it makes it so much easier to honor the people around us and honor the people that are above us in our lives. That authority structure matters. And sometimes that we might say, well, my spouse is not a believing spouse. They, they don't even know God. And I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna listen to them. I'm not gonna honor them. They, they don't hear from God. I hear from God. And about, they don't even go to church. Or, and we can get ourselves in a situation where because I'm more spiritually mature, now I'm discounting their ability for God to move or speak through them. But listen to what it says in the book of Psalms in chapter 8. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength. Don't forget, God will move through the foolish, praise God. He's doing it right in front of you today. He will speak through the foolish to confound the wise. And when you get yourself all high and mighty, like I'm the only one that hears from God, that's pride. Remember, humility comes before honor. 
Humble yourself and look at your spouse, whether they're a believer or not, with the honor that is due them, with the dignity. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that God has crowned man with honor. Who am I to dishonor the man or woman in my life that God has crowned with honor? Come on, give the Lord some praise right now. That's a powerful word. It's better for us to have honor in our life. Just last weekend... Um, we, just from this pulpit, a couple of healings came out. Uh, the Lord spoke as we were ending the service that a back was being healed and the ankle was being healed and a liver was being healed. And, and, and at the end of the service, at, uh, after the service ended, there was a man came up to me and, and he's a, been a professional BMX biker and he had gotten an injury in his, his left ankle and it was pretty severe. And wouldn't you know it that during that service, God moved and he was healed. But I want you to see this now. There was an honor about this man. And when he came to service, he was expecting God to speak to him, and he was expecting God to move in his life. And that's an important expectation to have. And he was expecting God to do it through a person. God has always moved and spoken through people. I am not much to look at. I won't lie to you. And I've got thinning hair. But praise God. How many know that i got the Spirit of God on the inside of me, and God has anointed me to preach the gospel? In the same way, each other. There was a man who called me on Monday and said, I got that back healing. My back has been hurting for years. This man knows me in a very uh, close way. We're close friends. He's, seen, he's traveled the world with me. He's seen me in my pajamas. He's seen me discouraged. He's seen me on my bad days. But he's learned how to make the switch that when I need something, God can move through that person. And not just me, but look around each other. Not just me, but you guys can move among each other. And it's going to happen because we learn how to honor each other. I learned how to honor my father, my mother, my wife, and my brother in the familiarity, but recognizing that when I sit there and my brothers preach and praise the living God, I am expecting with all of my heart that God is going to speak through that man into my life and change my world. And I want my world changed. I want my Jericho walls to come down some days. I need a healing in my life just like anybody else. And I'm sitting there honoring and expecting God to move. Somebody say amen. I remember I was sitting there once, and uh, I was sitting right where Cliff's sitting right now. He's a very honorable man, by the way. And Kenneth Copeland was here speaking. And uh, he's a, uh, you know, in my mind, I was like, that's, it's like Jesus walking around on the planet. You know, like I esteem, when I esteem somebody, I'm very, like a position. You don't esteem a person, but it's a position. There was a title there. There was an authority structure in place. And the prophet, the man of God, was in the house. Lord Jesus. And so my esteem was up there. And, and I was expecting God to speak to my family and into my world something profound in that night. I was expecting God to use him. He speaks through people and he moves through people. And uh, so there was a woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. And she saw Jesus and she thought to herself, if I just touch the hem of his garment... See, the honor was, to listen to the honor, right? The, the people in Jesus' hometown would have never said this. That guy? But this woman was like, if I just touch his clothing, I'll be made whole. Twelve years, no doctor could help her. All her money was gone. But she goes and she just, that, look at the honor. Boom, she gets healed. And Jesus is surprised by this. Because why? Because here's the thing. He didn't stop and pray for her. He was just walking. Because honor has the power to pull something out of somebody. God was able to move through honor without Jesus even being aware. I'm just, he's just walking. He's like, whoa, somebody just got healed. What happened? 
Cause, why? Because you can pull it out of somebody. That's the power of God moving. God knew. Praise God. And so I was sitting there, and Kenneth Copeland is just standing over here, and I'm holding this man in that kind of esteem and honor, and I touched the hem of his garment. I didn't know. <laughs> but he flipped around, and he looked right at me. And then he pointed. You. I was like, oh, God. And you might say, uh, there's people here today. There will be people here. Every, every service I go to, the people are like, oh, you like Joel? I don't really like Joel. I don't, I don't really get him. I don't, I don't think that. Oh, you like Kenneth Copeland? I don't really like Kenneth Copeland. I've heard some things. You, do you agree with everything 100% of what that person says and teaches? I don't agree with 100% of anybody. I, me and my wife can't agree on everything. But I don't need agreement to honor that God could move through somebody. I don't need that. Why would I need that? I'm not trusting in man. I'm trusting in God. And I know God can speak through that person. And so there I am. So, so I don't speak against any, any man or woman of God ever. I don't. You never hear me bashing some preacher around town. You'll never hear me doing that. Why? Because I understand honor. And so I'm, there I am in this high esteem, and I touched the hem of his garment. He turned around, and he looked at me, and pointed at me. You. He didn't, I'd never met him before in my life. I still have never met Kenneth Copeland. Just, he would not know me in a crowd. He'd be in the green room. And my parents would be like, you want to go meet Kenneth Copeland? I'd be like, no. <laughs> I want to meet Kenneth Copeland. Well, no, thank you. He's never met me. He didn't know me. He points at me. You. He didn't know I'm the pastor. He didn't know anything about that. He walks over to me and praise God he's my height. I don't know if you knew that about me. Very tall. And he stood right there and he looked at me with those beady eyes. And he got right in my face. His nose was this far from my nose. And he said, develop courage. And a willingness to abandon yourself to the Lord. Those, that phrase changed my life. Changed my life. It's why I went, the why God was able to take me to Vietnam was those two words. So, so what happened? I'm, I'm, I'm clinging to, people came to me after the service like, man, man, Kenneth had a powerful word for you. N no. What he said was, is I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> and that I haven't really given myself to God yet. That's what he said. <laughs> but it changed my life. And I got those words because I touched them, but I got the hem of his garment because I honored and esteemed, not the man, but the fact that God, I was listening for and expecting God to move through a person. And when you listen to what the world teaches you and the lies that God can't move through people and God's not going to speak through people and all people are common, then you make God common because man was made in like God's likeness and image. And you look around this room and you say, I will esteem others above myself. I will esteem esteem my boss, I will esteem my leaders, I will esteem my pastors, I will esteem my in-laws, and I will esteem my father and mother in the name of Jesus. And when you learn to give that honor, you will see God move and speak in your life in a greater way than you've ever seen before. And if you believe it, shout out, I receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me ask you a question. If you were to face eternity today, do you know what eternity looks like for you? And would you have peace with Father God? Here's the good news. God has already offered the free gift of salvation to anyone who would put their faith in His Son, Jesus. And if you're ready for that kind of life, stepping into a new life and out of an old life, then pray this prayer with me. Dear Father God, forgive me of sin. And Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you're the Son of God who died for sin and rose from the dead. Be my Lord and my Savior. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guess what? You just stepped into eternal life. Get involved in a good Bible-believing church. God bless you.